Welcome to the Fem Genius Podcast, where we unlock the secrets of intuition, self-discovery, and spiritual wisdom. I'm your host, Liz Zamorski, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my special guests as we delve into tarot readings, exploring our intuitive language, and sharing practical tips and tricks for connecting with your inner guidance. Tune in for an empowering journey into the world of intuition and self-awareness. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fem Genius Podcast. My name is Liz. I am the Fem Genius, and I'm so excited for today's episode because we're going to be talking about the new moon in Sagittarius, Lucia Day, and the power of belief. And so I'm going to start by talking about the new moon in Sagittarius, and I feel like I'm going to really be drawing on the energies of Lucia as we talk about that. And so I'm just going to do a quick brief on Lucia Day in Sweden. Saint Lucia was a martyr from the fourth century. She was Italian and she became a saint because miracles apparently started happening after she had died. It was said that there was a ship that came ashore in Värmland in Sweden during a famine and that there was a woman dressed in white with candles in her hair who was giving out food to all the people. And so this Lucia became the symbol of miracles in Sweden. It's celebrated on December 13th. And so before the Gregorian calendar, we had the Julian calendar. And the Julian calendar had the solstice happening. It was the longest night of the year in the Northern Hemisphere between December 12th and December 13th. So when the Gregorian calendar came, the solstice shifted to December 21st. But so Lucia Dog, Lucia Day on December 13th was the bringer of the light. Lucia means bringer of the light. And it was essentially this acknowledgement that we've just gone through the darkest night of the whole year. And so everything that happens from now is a little bit brighter every day. Even if you can't fully see that brightness through the dark, you believe it's getting a little bit lighter every single day from here on out. And it is so beautiful. And as you know, I'm a huge crybaby. And so it is so beautiful to me that it is still celebrated in Sweden to this day. And that on December 13th, you wake up in the morning, it's still dark as heck outside, and you turn on the TV now and you watch, or you turn on the radio and you watch or listen to the year's procession of Lucia. And so in pretty much every town in Sweden, they do a campaign or a contest every year for who's going to be the year's Lucia. And that's the person who's going to lead the procession with the real candles in their hair. And everyone will be singing and processing in behind her as handmaidens or what they call star boys, or some kids are dressed as elves or Santa or gingerbread men. It's this really beautiful procession, but you hear them sing this song and every Swede knows this song. But when Mia, my daughter, was in preschool, every year they do their own little Lucia procession and the kids are all you know, dressed in the little white dresses with the red sashes and they come processing in singing this Sancta Lucia song and they've got their little hands folded and it's so precious and I would be bawling my eyes out. <laughs> I was just like, I'm a mess. It's so pure. It's so beautiful. I'll put a video of a Lucia 
procession down in the show notes so that way you can see it for yourself. But don't say I didn't warn you. You may be crying. It's just so pure. It's so angelic. It's so gorgeous. And it's just about that that story of the shadows are long across the garden and we're in the darkest period, but we trust that someone is bringing the light and we are so grateful. And so in the mornings, you also have usually someone in the house who dresses as Lucia and brings everyone breakfast in bread in bed by candlelight, breakfast in bed by candlelight. And it's just such a beautiful remembrance of we have to believe that brighter days are coming. And that's what I feel like is really this energy of this new moon in Sagittarius is that we're in this new moon, which is the first phase of the lunar cycle. And when you go outside, you'll see that you can't see a moon in the sky under the new moon, but it's that belief, that expectation that it's still there, even if I can't see it. And so that's what's really been channeling through for me under this new moon in Sagittarius is Sagittarius holds that Jupiter energy, that pursuit for expansion, the expansion of knowledge, language, seeing the world. You know, everything is about feeding that understanding of the world around you and being able to constantly be flexible and allow yourself to really explore the boundaries of what's possible for you, for other people, for humanity as a whole. What I love about the new moon is that it's really saying, if the future path is invisible, what do you have to go on? And that's only belief. Belief that by taking action, I'm seeing it like it's a big mound of clay here where you haven't touched it. You haven't even decided what that clay is going to become, but it's almost like you just need to start moving your hands over it. Not knowing, you know, am I making a cup? Am I making a statue? What am I doing with this? But instead, just starting to get the feel of it. What does the energy feel like? What does it feel like to be doing this right now? What does it feel like to be taking action with only curious intention? And this phrase, curious intention, came through for me a couple of weeks ago. And it's so interesting because it kind of threw me into a tailspin. Because this phrase came in and I was like, wow, yeah, I've been so afraid for so long of doing things my way because I've not seen it done before, where it's having an intention or channeling through a theme and then just showing up for it being like, what does that look like? And I can't tell you how many, you know, discovery calls I've been on or even podcast episodes that never saw the light of day because people wanted me to really define my goals so they could tell me how to reach them. And I was just like, you know, I don't know. And I'm okay with that. I don't know what it is I truly want because it was programmed into me to want certain things. And I found those things deeply unfulfilling. I still do. And I'm starting to get clearer and clearer on what unfulfillment feels like in my life because I was masking it for so long and saying, "Eh, this is fine. I want this. This is great. Look at the life I've built for myself. Doesn't it look great? And then being like, but I hate it. I hate my life. I used to drive to work and just be like, I hate my life. And I can't believe how long I did that for. 
because it was a long time that that was like my morning refrain. And there was just no reframing it. There was no fooling myself. I could not at that point, I did not have the capacity to reframe that because it was almost like I needed to keep affirming it to myself every day until I did something about it. Until I was finally like, okay, I've had enough of that. So it wasn't like I was manifesting through my words, like that I was having a bad life. Like that was already happening. It was more like I needed to manifest the awareness of it. And like thinking of how long I had to say that just blows my mind. But it's the same thing when we talk about affirmations, like how long do we have to say a thing until we really believe it, until we really want to do something about it? Instead of being like, okay, I've just said the words over and over again, but I'm not seeing the needle moving anything. So like, what is it that I need to do? Who is it that I need to show up as? What do I need to be? What kind of mindsets do I need to adopt? What kind of action do I need to take? And it's so interesting that action is coming through right now because it feels like for the last little while, every reading I've done has been like, hey, hold on. Now is not the time for action. And so I love that there's this energy coming back through that's like, now it's time for action with curious intention. Just start doing action. Just start taking action. I'm not saying like go out and launch a thousand ships not knowing where they're going, but just allow yourself to start moving into it. Put your hands on it. Feel what it feels like. What's What wants to be born through this? Because the cards that came out for this reading, we have the Eight of Cups, the Four of Wands, and then we have a bunch of others, but I feel like I wanna start there because what's really neat about this is that we've got Pisces and Aries energy and Pisces and Aries represent the last sign of the Zodiac and the first sign of the Zodiac. Aries harkens in the start of the Zodiac year. And again, going back to that Julian calendar. And so when we have this Pisces Aries, it's really feeling like it is now time to be setting intentions about what page you wanna be turning over. What do you really want to be stepping into? And it doesn't have to be knowing what the path is, but it can just be like, I'm ready to set a new foundation, four of wands. I'm ready to walk away from what's not working for me. I'm ready to become aware of what's not working for me emotionally. What's keeping me out of flow? Where was I told that this would be the best place to funnel my energy, eight of cups? And where is that not true for me anymore? What do I need to walk away from? And what foundation am I going to build? Because that's what this really feels like with the action that you're taking, where it's not really about knowing what house you're going to build on top of that or what what you're going to build on top of the foundation, or even if you are going to build something, or if this is just about creating stability of some sort, it feels like it's all about this self-belief because the cards that came after this were the full strength and three of wands. So we, again, have some fire energy. We have some Aries energy. We have Leo energy with strength. When the fool comes in, it's saying, you know, we're really stepping into this new path where all things are possible. And if we can let ourselves hold that curious intention and say like, if all possibilities are on the table right now, you know, what do I want to be doing? How do I want to be acting? How do I want to be changing things? Because there's also this energy coming through talking about, you know, more and more of us are becoming aware of how humanity is really going through this evolution. And we've been taught for a long time, like, you know, you can't 
evolve a species in one generation. It doesn't happen like that. We can't quantum leap a species. We have to have like a multitude over millions of years. We have this multitude of adaptations happening that evolve us. But that was based on the speed of technology at those times. We now are really pushing the limits of what's possible for humanity, what's possible with technology. Not that I'm saying that this never happened before. Obviously, there were huge technological advances and probably even more advanced societies than what we have now technologically. But when we really ramp up the speed at which we can process data, like to the point that we can't even look at everything that's been processed in even one generation, we are really at this data-driven, process-driven precipice where we're really being able to play with, okay, I've been programmed with a whole bunch of expectations about what I'm here to do, what my life should look like, how I can support myself, how, you know, what are human rights? And we're not accepting the status quo anymore. There are so many of us who are saying, you know what, I did it your way. I processed my emotions in the way that you told me I could. I put my capacity on myself solely based on information that I received from the outside world, from people who I do believe had my best interest at heart. However, my best interest was a concept that was solely based on the people who were doing the programming. And so I was basically given someone else's interpretation of the good life. And then I just basically was told, like, do this and you'll be fine. And I did it and I was not fine. And so that fool is saying, you know, really, it's time to step into what is fine. What feels good? What am I made of? What do I want to be calling in? And then understanding that the belief is really that seed of the action. So you're planting these seeds. You have to be patient. You have to let yourself go through the process. I feel like quantum leaping can only really happen in quinesight, hindsight, I'm trying to say. Quantum leaping, quinesight. But it can almost only really happen in hindsight because we truly are learning lessons and we truly are letting things fall into place. But we have to go through every step even of a quantum leap. We have to really be present for every moment. We have to be present for every intentional and aware piece of that journey. But it's like in hindsight, we're like, wow, I really evolved quickly as a person. But I feel like that quantum leaping is being hyper aware, is seeing lessons that are coming through in the here and now. Because we move into some seven of pentacles and emperor energy. So Aries again is coming out with that emperor And then we also have this Virgo energy with the seven of pentacles, which is another mutable sign. It's one of our mutable sister signs. I also want to mention that Pisces in the beginning is a mutable sign. And then we have Sagittarius, which we're in now with this new moon, and that's a mutable sign. And then we have Virgo, which is a mutable sign. So I'm just mentioning that we have a lot of this flexible energy here. So it's really saying like now is a really good time to be plastic. Now is a really good time to be flexible with your mindset, with your thinking, with the things that light you up, not prejudging like, oh, you know what? I went down that path before and then I burned out. So not prejudging if you're feeling lit up by something and being like, this actually feels really good right now. Like maybe you're ready for it this time. 
Maybe you're ready for it. Follow that inspiration because it feels like before we were being told like, you know, just wait, just wait, just set the intentions. Like don't even take any action. Maybe don't even do any manifesting. And now it's saying like, now is the time to take the action. Plant those seeds, but be patient with them. But something good is really coming. You can trust that that light is starting to come in. So we're coming back to this new moon, this darkest night energy of you have to believe that this is part of a cycle that you're in. We're talking about nature cycles, it being you know the lightest or darkest night of the year, longest or shortest, I mean, night of the year. When we're looking at the new moon and we just have to have belief that the moon is still there and that we're just entering a new cycle and that it's going to become more and more visible from here on out. So there's something about taking the invisible and making it visible, taking that lump of clay and creating something out of it, something nuanced and something very personal, something that's really going to fit you. And it feels like from now until the full moon in Sagittarius. So I would flip ahead and go to May 23rd of 2024, which is the full moon in Sagittarius, which is going to be this culmination of this energy and this intention that we're setting right now. And so I would 100% flip forward in your calendar digitally or in your planner. And on May 23rd, write down whatever your intention now is. And you can do this for every lunar cycle. I, I think this is a really fun practice and it can be really helpful and it can really show us how much we've grown. It can also show us how when we set an intention, this is what can happen. So flip ahead to May 23rd, write down your intention that you're setting right now there. And then ask a follow-up question. Did I do it? How did this manifest for me? And then journal on that when we get there. Start collecting the data of your experience, of your rituals, of your intention. Start noticing your own power. Now is the perfect time to do that. So with that said, here's to lighter days on their way. And if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, here's to your lightest day of the year. We have a whole bunch of events coming up in the Genius Lab, which is my private membership. We have tarot scopes exclusively over there starting at $10 a month. We have a monthly card party, which we just held, which is amazing. It's a time to really come together as a community. We have virtual coffee dates coming up. We also have some tips and tricks over there about how to survive the holidays, um, how to beat overwhelm over the holidays. We also have our second installment of the Heroine's Journey Masterclass coming up soon and just a whole bunch of fun stuff. So we would love to see you in the Genius Lab and happy new moon in Sagittarius. Happy Lucia day. And as usual, stay grounded, stay magical, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Fem Genius Podcast, where intuition meets inspiration. If you enjoyed this episode and want more empowering insights, don't forget to subscribe and share your thoughts in the comments. Remember, your intuition is your superpower, and together we're unlocking its full potential. Stay curious, stay intuitive, and keep shining your unique light in the world. Until next time.